0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of International Insights. This is episode number four with your hosts, Herman and Sean. Uh, Today we have a very special topic that's always important when you are traveling to other countries. And that is hotels. Hotels in China,
1: Japan, what have you. I would second that. Hotels are extremely important. If you're traveling
0: and you don't have a hotel booked, good luck to you. I, I've i traveled enough my last couple of years to know the difference between like a very, very, very crappy hotel and a very, very good hotel. And I've stayed in both. And I have to say, by far, not, not trying to advertise, but the Westins are by far the best best hotels i've ever stayed in like there there was only one that was kind of bad but that's that's because i was in the in one of those hotel rooms that were for like for like people that needed help so like toiletry there that made me feel like man i'm an old man <laughs> <laughs> but uh other than that hotels very important so sean i've done many u.s hotels mm-hmm. however how is the hotels in china well that's a very broad question, and I must say it's a little
1: difficult to answer because we could be here all day in describing this. But to summarize it rather briefly, there's a huge amount of variation in the hotels in China. You can go to hotels that are equivalent to our four and five stars, and you can go to ones that will scare you half to death in terms of quality. And while many of the f- functions, the amenities, and the layouts of hotels, Everywhere they're going to be similar, and in China they're no different than they are here, although there are other aspects that can be a little different or contrast rather sharply. So when it comes to hotels in China, depending on your budget and depending on where you are, it's really going to influence what type of treatment and what type of conditions you're going to experience when you book a hotel. But beyond that, there are some other very important reasons we're going to discuss about if you book a hotel in China, it can be very different than in almost any other country. So there are some really important things we want to convey to you today about if you are going to book a hotel in China, you have to take into consideration more factors than other
0: countries, per se. So well, booking, as a foreigner, what are some of the nuances that you kind of have to get? Like, do you have a foreigner experience versus a non-foreigner experience when booking hotels
1: well as you know i was in china for four years so in that time i've had both i've had both hands down but the main thing we want to convey is that when you book a hotel in china it can be a little complicated because there are hotels in china that chinese can stay and there are hotels where only foreigners can stay and chinese so as a foreigner most of the hotels you will will not be allowed to stay has to do with regulations Mm -hmm. so if you're going to shanghai or beijing or uh, guangzhou shenzhen the bigger cities it's not going to be a problem they're very international you have a lot of foreign you know western hotels and big local hotels they cater to foreigners they have to it's in their best interest too however if you go to the lower tier cities finding a hotel where you can stay legally is going to be more difficult. So when you look for a hotel, you need to confirm that foreigners, if you're bringing a passport, whether they will accept that passport. Because if the hotel does not accept a passport or a non-Chinese resident or citizen, they, they you will not be able to stay. And there are many horror stories about this. If you find a hotel where they say, oh yeah, we take you, we'll take you, but... They're not legally allowed to. If the police find out, they will come and kick you out. It doesn't matter when or what time of the night, etc. It's just that isn't going to be the situation. Mm. Now, it may not be so sharp. A lot of times, you know, they will help you find a hotel where you can stay. But the smaller the city you go, the less your options are going to be. And in many cases, you can, you can go from town to town in the countryside and not find anywhere to stay because you can't legally
0: stay. Yeah, that kind of poses a problem for those people that... I guess don't want to stay in the bigger cities or the more metropolitan areas. Well, I don't want to go into anything, you yeah. know, anything specific,
1: but I do think there are reasons it, for it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily limit you, but it makes you you have to be more cautious and do more pre planning. Is is there like a
0: tool like a, like you know like an Expedia type thing or like that? People can use that and say, hey, these are okay for foreigners, or this is this done?
1: I have not found that, but I do find that most of the hotels on Expedia, uh, Hotels.com, the ones that actually you can use here to find hotels in China, most of the hotels listed there will be foreign acceptable or will accept foreigners because I myself have had a situation where I've been traveling or been with people and we've gone to a hotel and I couldn't stay there. My Chinese friends could, but I couldn't, so we had to find another hotel. And my Chinese friends and I were both very frustrated, but there was nothing we could do. It's fine. It's an experience. You can backpack it one day. You got a little...
0: Yes, but depending (laughs) on where you are, that may
1: not be a good option. Not so much for for safety or anything like that, but just for conditions or...
0: Especially if it's in the winter or the time of year is not the best. Yeah. That could be quite dangerous. So, when you're traveling to these hotels and you're staying in them, uh, do they... Do the hotels have any special amenities to them, like that you can kind of leverage? I know that a lot of the hotels I stay in, they 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 usually have like these perks that the, no, the, really. the, the provide some service. Are there anything special in in Chinese hotels that is kind of like standard?
1: Oh, definitely. It it, it it and again, it goes back to how much you're willing to pay, as as it is here. But I found that. You know, if you're going to hotels where there's a lot of foreigners that go there, oh yes, there are going to be amenities, there are going to be a lot of perks, and in many cases, they're going to treat you very well. But if you go to hotels where there are not as many foreigners, but they still allow foreigners, it's going to be a little more, how should I put it, you'll feel a little more isolated. The amenities will be there, but they're not going to know maybe how to interact with you because of either language, lack of understanding, oh, it's a foreigner, you know, what do they want, we're not sure – but it really depends on how familiar they are with foreign guests mm. and also it depends on the abilities of the hotel what you know what, what what status do they hold what amenities can they provide it really depends i like i said i've been to hotels where the service was great we had a huge room nice bed huge bathroom very clean and organized and i've been to hotels where i was i couldn't hardly fall asleep i was so
0: scared of <laughs> how bad the conditions were but you can. Just, but that that happens every. Yeah, 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 man. I, I've I've stayed in some, pretty. Rundown. Like you, you 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 look at it from the outside and it, it, it's a perfectly beautiful hotel room. But once you start looking at the nooks and crannies, it's like, oh, this chair is busted. Oh, there's some stains in the sheets. Oh, there's some damage on the wall. Exactly. It's oh, like, there's a rip in the couch. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no vent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that one,
0: that one was bad. That one was bad. <laughs> of course. So, anything that you'd be... that would you like to like advise to be aware of just besides, like, choosing a non-foreigner-friendly or a foreigner-friendly hotel? Well, I'll be honest.
1: Because I was a student for most of my time in China, I didn't really stay in that many hotels because I had my own dormitory, and I only used hotels very rarely. But, from being there... from being there that period of time, I... I had, I've had enough experiences and opportunities to get to know hotels to a certain extent. Now, when I traveled, Let's start on the low end. One of my first trips, my first semester uh, as a graduate student over there, me, a lot of foreigners, foreign students, and the Chinese students, we all kind of got together and formed, formed like a one-time organization where we went to this one water town called Xitan, which is about two, three hours south of Hangzhou, where my, my university was. And really nice... Really nice uh, water town. Got old fashioned and kind of old. But the hotel we stayed at was pretty morbid. It was, I remember the beds were not that bad, but there were holes in the wall. The bathtub, all the paneling on the side of the bathtub was smashed in. (laughs) Uh, The sink was busted up to an extent. It still worked. And the sheets smelled awful. I remember just not hard. I slept with... I, I put pants on. I slept completely covered because I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know what's been in these sheets. <laughs> and my roommate was Chinese, and even he was a little, like, he, even he was a bit uncomfortable because he was like, this is not that good. But then again, this hotel is only like 50 RMB a night, which is like
0: $7. I, I don't think you can even consider that a hotel at that point. Well, I, I like mean,
1: a- given the location, given the management, and given this the atmosphere and the conditions... I mean it was okay for one night but it was it was an experience i'll say that but not but the the staff were still friendly and it was still maintained on at least outside the rooms more more or less and the city itself was quite was quite quite nice yeah
0: yeah Yeah, the, the hotel does not make the city because like i mean half the time you just throw your stuff the hotel is not somewhere you just sleep there and it holds your stuff yes um depending on what you're doing and depending on how adventurous you are. Yeah.
1: Should I leave my passport
0: in the hotel room?
1: Well, China is quite quite a safe place. I wouldn't worry about violent crime or anything big like that, but I definitely worry about theft. I would always keep your passport with you. When you're in the hotel room, no problem. But when you go out, take it. Now, if you're going out clubbing or partying, if the hotel provides a lockbox or something, do that. But if you're not going anywhere where you think it could easily be stolen... I keep it with you because when you're over there, if you don't have a passport, you have no ability to prove who you are or leave. That passport is, you know, AKA your survival. Yeah. And that's not just China. That's many countries because if you have a driver's, American driver's license or anything else, that doesn't mean anything. They may prove your name and they can verify it, but they can't, they can't fully verify who you are without a passport. So if you lose a passport, that's an ordeal.
0: Do do a lot of the hotels
1: have that little lock box for you? I personally have never seen one in the hotels I've been in. What? I mean, I'm not saying they don't have them, but the ones I've been to, they have had they have not had them. But then again, I've not been to a huge number of hotels. I've been to different kinds of hotels across the spectrum, but I've just ne- not been someone who's been going to a lot of hotels because I was a student. If I was in business or I was in something more that required more specific travel, of course. But yeah. as a student, you know, you travel, but be a little more limited because you have to study, you have homework, and you have you have tasks, you have, to yep, have tasks to course. do. But that's kind of the low end. Kind of going up in the middle end, you kind of you kind of get more of a mixed bag of things. But generally, it's much better than that. Um, for example, one one trip I took to a place called Jingdezhen. It's very famous because of the porcelain that it produces, and uh, they they recruited a bunch of international students to go there for this huge trip. Porcelain Convention. They held that's held every October. It was amazing. I mean, they were it was so beautiful. The city was very nice. They had a huge uh, preserved like porcelain park where they had all these f- workshops where people are still making it in the traditional style they made it hundreds of years ago. So it was an amazing experience. Now this hotel because they wanted a lot of foreigners to come as guests, they put us in I'd say equivalent of a four star hotel, one of the best hotels in the city, yeah. and this hotel. It, had a, it was very well furnished, had a nice bed, huge walk-in shower and bathroom, well furnished, and was pretty, not, was pretty nice. Now, this was not really high-end, but for that small town, it was high-end. Right. So it was a really great experience, and because we were invited to come there for that event, we didn't pay anything. So there are many cases you may find where if you're a foreigner over there staying there for a longer time, they may certain events or organizations may just recruit you for publicity or other reasons, and you could get free travel, free hotel, free food out of it. Because we had free hotel and all our hotel meals were included for free. And it was a weekend trip. I loved it. I bought a lot of porcelain when I was there. And I didn't have to pay anything. And it was a great experience. So that was, now that's a great, that's a great example. That's more middle to high. And then on the high end was a hotel I went to in Sujo for a similar function where, we wanted to go where or this organization wanted us to go to a convention for Silk. And they put us. it was a two-day trip. One day there, we we'll stayed at the hotel the night, a convention in the morning, and we went back in the evening. This hotel, huge room, very well furnished, much bigger bathroom, more, more ornately decorated, great service. And this hotel had complete listings in both Chinese and English. The other hotels I've been to on the lower end, they don't have that again this hotel is more frequent by my foreigners not as much as in other cities but more so than the other places i've been to so this hotel was actually much more how would i say compatible to you know as a, to a foreigner because mm-hmm. you, everything's not just in chinese you call call room service they don't speak english this one they did nice so that's the one advantage if you do pick, but we also got to stay here for free, so that's that's so that's another good aspect. Now, if you're staying back to Beijing and Shanghai, those places, you you're gonna have every amenity you have here because they've there's been they're so developed, they're so used to foreigners, it's not an issue. But having seen the the the, the compare having compared the different types of hotels, you can really see kind of the you can kind of see what experience you get out of it. One from me kind of very adventurous, maybe a little dangerous. The one being, okay, not as convenient, still cool and different, different, different to one that's a little more, okay, a little exotic, but I'm still comfortable. I can use my own language. I have the same amenities. Hmm.
0: Okay.
1: So kind of concluding this portion, it really depends on how much you're willing to pay,
0: where you're at,
1: and the hotel itself.
0: So So your cheapest hotel was 50 RMB or seven bucks. What was your most expensive hotel? Mm, one of the most expensive hotels
1: was the first hotel I stayed at when I arrived before I registered for my graduate program. and it, But it was still cheap. It was like $100 a night. $100 a night? Which is, I mean... No, most, that's really good. Like I mean, the thing is this. Hotels over there, most more or less are going to be cheaper because yeah. of the currency difference. Now, but the two hotels I stayed at for free... They would have been probably on a thousand RMB a night, which is like hundred and
0: forty. Okay, but still, that's like but still, nothing, man. but
1: still, yeah. I mean, comparatively, it's nothing. I mean, for Chinese, that's a lot of money for yeah, one yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. But for us, that's not an issue. So when foreigners come, they'll spend one, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, or more RMB a night because you know we have the money we can pay for it. But for Chinese, that's very expensive. Yeah. But if but if you live there you can you actually can start well less too expensive because i can find some other hotels and this is, goes back to the point if you're there long enough and you make the right friends you can find hotels that are very still very good but at a fraction of the price of the ones where foreigners are kind of directed yeah. to so that's another thing i highly recommend is if you're willing to be a little adventurous don't just stick to the ones where you easily can find you know marketed they'll be fine they'll be very good but they're gonna be expensive if you are, if you want to be more economical, if you do a little more digging, you could probably find hotels where foreigners can stay. You may not have as many amenities, but you're going to save money, and you can maybe even stay longer, and not have not have to budget as much.
0: Fair enough. Fair But
1: enough. that takes more time and effort on on your part. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, no, uh, that's actually pretty a pretty nice perk from my point of view because hotels that hotels here are kind of in the expensive end, especially if, if it's like a very nice hotel, like that's easy, like 300 bucks, easily 300 bucks a night. Um, yeah, overall
1: there's, hands down, the US U.S. hotels are more expensive. Now, there are still very expensive ones in China, but generally speaking, it's cheaper there than it is here.
0: Uh, I, there was this video from, for, from a Japanese YouTuber who they did, the hotel that the the emperor or the president of Japan goes to visit. Oh, the prime minister. Yeah, and uh, that person, the, the hotel room that they would stay in, would cost three thousand a night. Yen or US? Oh, USP. US. US. Oh my lord! Wow. I, I don't oh. want to think about that. What it, what it is in M, uh, uh, but it's. Like that, 30, is, that
1: is that is ridiculous. I mean, why would anyone spend three grand on a hotel for a well, night?
0: Well, you have you have a full like conference room, sauna, and bathroom. So, like, I mean, you're treated for a king, but I mean, you'll go bankrupt in a day. <laughs> yeah,
1: if you like to live like a king for a day and live like a peasant for a year, then you do that? Yeah. But but then again, to each his own. <laughs> yeah, To each his own.
0: Uh, so, what are some good? Uh, hotel words to know. Like, like just so, like, you can kind of communicate with the uh, staff. It's like, it's like...
1: Ah, very good. Very good. Well, first of all, there are several words for hotel in Chinese. The most common one for, like, the general hotels is binguan, Bing binguan,
0: Bingguan. Bing, bing bing
1: it basically means... It's like a, a an average Holiday Inn, Marriott, or something like that in uh, in English.
0: Hmm.
1: So, and another one is... Let's see here. Luguan. More formal, Luquan. So bing guan is a little more informal. That's the one where you could get in trouble, maybe not, maybe not finding foreign or friendly or not. Mm. Lu guan, or yeah, Luguan is a little more. You'll be you'll be better off there. Okay. But there are many many words for hotel in Chinese. So these are the two I've learned specifically with my level of Chinese.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, if you're now that's just for like if you want to find a hotel. Now, if you're talking to the staff, it really depends on what you need. You know, basic grace and greetings, Nihao, 你好, hello, Nihama, how are you? Uh, where is the gym? Yeah, you could say Shema Zainali, what is where? Like you could say like you could say like uh Zainali, like the cafeteria. Where's the cafeteria? Shirtong Zainali. Shirtong. Zainali. Zainali. is like at where? <laughs> or where, or where. At Nali is where. 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 So that's a good one, is like where is this? You know, 这个在哪里? this is where. Or, you know Whatever you want to say. So, basically, like, you know, where, Nali
0: or nar. Right. Uh, the two most important phrases that I, that I use when I stay in a hotel. Can I order room service? And can you wake me up at the wake-up call at whatever time?
1: Yeah, I, they do do that as well. Now, if you're not in a foreigner-friendly hotel, good luck trying to communicate directly. You can tell them, like, <laughs> Yeah, nihao. Woyal Uh, But they're probably going to be, oh my god, this foreigner speaking in English. Nothing bad, but if you're in a smaller hotel, it's going to be more difficult. If you're at a bigger hotel, but the ones in the big cities, you can do it in English, no big deal. So I would say if you're in the big formal hotels that are foreigner-friendly, no problem. problem. Other cities, don't depend on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They may have it, but I wouldn't... Bet on it completely. So set up your iPhone or your Pixel phone. That's what I always did (laughs) when I stayed at hotels. Just sometimes I'll have alarm clocks. Most most of them have
1: alarm clocks or just use your phone. But there are many words you can say, but I never really asked for much because my hotel stays were usually quite brief. So Mm -hmm. usually I would just say, where is this? You know, what do you have? You know, where is food? Yeah. Uh, Can you help me? You know.
0: Did you, did you ever order room service while you were over there?
1: Not directly. Although, one time we actually ordered McDonald's to our hotel.
0: Oh, did they? Like, because like, like it, an Uber Eats type thing? Yeah, or like, because
1: McDonald's actually has delivery guys over there. They actually have guys on these scooters who will deliver your food. I've had it delivered to my um, dorm. I've had it delivered to other places. And one time, we had it delivered to our hotel room. That
0: was pretty cool. You know, Literally,
1: awesome. he went up, to camp, knocked on our door. He's in his McDonald's uniform
0: with his pack. And he handed us our food. So this is a McDonald's employee. McDonald's employee, yes. Oh, man. Like, yeah, you get Uber Eats and, like, Postmates and what have you. But, man, having a McDonald's employee deliver that. was actually my
1: first time in China back when I was still an undergrad on travel study. So I remember me and my roommates, we were just like, oh, my, OMG, McDonald's delivers to your hotel room door?
0: This is amazing. Yeah. McDonald's delivers to my house. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, good luck in the U.S. <laughs> I was trying to do that in the U.S. But that was
1: a pretty interesting thing. And that was not the first time I saw a McDonald's delivery guy. It was a couple days earlier, not long after we first arrived, and we saw him driving. we're like, wait a minute, that's a McDonald's delivery guy! Oh my lord!
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. McDonald's, you're awesome. Had me some chicken nuggets today that were delicious. Can't go wrong with them. mm mm-hmm. need a snack? You need it quick, there so so food in in the, in the hotels then like is it is it pretty much like kind of like the same as here like hotels here are kind of pretty much like sandwich hamburger and like fries and chicken breasts like I don't know I I think I think the hotels here have like a very standard set of menu which is like your basic like fast food like. Here's a burger. Here's a. I would concur. I would concur
1: with with that idea. In China, it can be it, as with quality, it varies across the board. Rare. If you go to like, basically the higher end, more international, the cuisine's gonna be more international. The, a lot of hotels I stayed at, a lot of a lot of the hotels I stayed at that were more low level or mid level, much more Chinese food. So, a lot of Chinese style cuisine that you would never find in hotels here, which is fine, but. For people who are less dietarily open, mm-hmm. it might be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So, I myself am very adventurous with food, so it wasn't an issue. I mean, there are some things, uh, some things you can see. Yeah, I'm not going to try that. And one time, I actually ate at a hotel, and I got a little sick. Not nothing bad, uh-huh. but it was only I was only sick for a couple hours. But you do need to be careful, especially at lower end hotels with the food. Oh, of course, but. The hotels where I got to stay free on those trips, the meals were all provided. And they it was a mix of some Western food. They had actually some scrambled eggs. They had some sausage. They, they had like a, some American-style breakfast foods, but, they, but it was intermixed with more Chinese breakfast mm. and other other local foods. So it was kind of interesting interesting observation to see those different foods kind of mingling, either a little or a lot. Was there ever beer with your breakfast? No. Oh. But curious thing is like drinks hot milk hot milk yeah one of those several yeah, well, hotels like, actually have hot milk where you just basically get hot it was hot milk it wasn't bad i mean after a couple of glasses it was enough but it was actually quite refreshing for Even, breakfast yeah it was hot milk for breakfast and they also had like hot orange juice hot water okay they like a lot of hot things you'll never see iced things in china very often Big hotels, internationally friendly hotels, yeah, you yeah. probably can. But if they're hot. not catering to foreigners, no. It's hot. Most things are going to be hot. Yes. But it really depends, and each hotel can be a little different. But every hotel is going to have Chinese food. See,
0: I always thought, like, I don't know. I, I've always seen hot milk used to put you to sleep, like from TV shows. So I was like, hot well, milk in the morning, you know. And this was not
1: every hotel. This was just. This was just – Many, several hotels I've been yeah. to that were that have the same feature of hot milk.
0: I mean, I guess coffee's hot milk. You, <laughs> That's
1: another thing that you may not... They probably Many hotels will not have coffee. Especially if there's not foreigners that go there. Don't what? Bet on I, I know, I know. I've been to... Oh. Yeah, but I've been to several hotels. I'd say over half of the ones I've been to. Now, then again, I've not been to a huge number of hotels, like I've said, but over half of them do not have coffee.
0: Okay, okay, Sean. Uh, okay. Sean, I am I am flabbergasted because I cannot function without a cup of coffee at well, the least thing is, once a day. The
1: coffee is in the big cities; it's popular okay. among the younger uh, younger generation. It's popular, it's popular but thing. in the countryside, in the more rural areas, it's not. Right. Tea, it, it, tea it, is king, generally speaking. But but coffee is making bigger and bigger inroads. But the more local the hotel you go, the less likely you can have coffee. Will I have strong tea though? Possibly, possibly. Right. Almost any hotel is going to have tea and many oh, I mean, kinds of tea. Yeah, I mean, but it's the quantity of like caffeine. Yeah, and how much tea. caffeine do you yeah. need to like get up, get going yeah. in the morning? Yeah. But that's another thing. If you're really, really used to coffee, you should take that into consideration, or at least think: Is how important is this for the morning in the morning for me? I mean, for me, I like to have a cup of coffee in the morning, but I don't have to have it. It's a nice,
0: It's convenient. It's,
1: but if I'm not waking up really early or I haven't had a long day, I don't really.
0: I don't, I'll prefer not to have it. You know, talking about coffee and tea, are energy drinks very popular in China?
1: That is actually one thing I've not really seen a lot of. I mean, I have seen energy drinks there, but I don't see a lot of them. I may be mistaken on this, but I don't drink them, and I don't no. really look for them, so it's not something I see a lot of, but then again, I know we're kind of getting off topic, but service centers and like gas stations. They have gas stations, but nowhere I've been have gas stations like the U.S. We have such variety. Every time I've had friends come to the U.S. from abroad, they cannot get over the service stations, how much stuff you can buy. They're just amazed. Yeah. China, they actually, if you go to gas stations or convenience stores, they have that, but it's not as much. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff you can buy, but it's just not in the size or quantity that you can uh, here. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I think they're trying to... Uh, you because like even the quick trip next to us like they they made it so that it has like a whole food court type thing. Yeah, that the whole thing will
1: have more like prepared foods. No, don't bet on but, that. Now they will have now if you're on the highway and they have like the rest the big rest stops. Oh yeah, there yeah. they'll have prepared food, but it's still the the format is the same. What they're serving and how they're serving it is different.
0: I I think it's just that level of trust is not here with our gas stations, like you know like. Like you, you, hear so many like, oh, gas station horror stories. Like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that egg salad.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
0: so I'm like, it's like, but, 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 but in in Asia, apparently, or in, at least China and Japan, like that's a very common place to get like, food and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, it I it,
1: it can be rather cheap, but depending on where you're at, if you're like on a like a big service rest center in the, between cities, things will be cheap, but they'll be more expensive than a normal one because it's ballpark monopoly. Buy there, whereas you go to kind of a, a typical one in the city, very cheap.
0: Hotels being the primary type of residence that you can stay at in a as a foreigner. Mm-hmm. There is also Airbnb.
1: Yes, Airbnb and... and couch surfing are both in China, to my knowledge. My girlfriend, mm-hmm. she's Chinese, and she used to do couch surfing and Airbnb.
0: So, so it's it's couch. I thought couch surfing was a like a site to like meet people like, like it is
1: it is i mean i've never used it so forgive me if i mm-hmm. or forgive me if i'm not 100 percent clear on on the, on the on the concept but my friends my my many of my chinese friends and friends in general have used it in europe and they use it in china too it is more of a kind of a greeting thing but it also works as you know a place to stay yeah. airbnb is also very popular in china and mm-hmm. when i traveled Many times with my Chinese friends we've Airbnb places instead of staying in hotels. One because they're cheaper, and two we don't have to worry about that residency requirement.
0: Oh, so like now
1: the- don't quote me on that specifically, but we've done that in China, and it's been quite convenient because we don't. You know, there's no checking passports. You simply just you talk with the with the part with the with with the person who owns the place or the group that owns the place. You pay them. You show up, they'll leave a key for you, or you'll meet them in person, you stay there. So I would recommend, but this is going to be harder if you don't have Chinese friends. Okay. Now, if you can do it, great. I recommend it completely, but there's not going to be the same level of, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into, because hotel, you can read you can check online, whereas this, you'd be a little more risky, but the, the, the plus side is you can save a lot more money. Yeah. Especially if you're traveling as a group, which... If you're a foreigner going to China for the first time, you definitely should not travel alone. Yeah. Not for safety, just because of it's very difficult, especially yeah. if you don't know Chinese. If you know Chinese, even if you know Chinese, it's going to be difficult. If you don't know Chinese, I wouldn't even consider it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess Airbnb. You would need to know a little bit more Chinese than a hotel, just because of, you're now dealing with the. The homeowner I've actually never Airbnb, so I, I don't know actually how it works.
1: I mean, it's pretty much it's you, just dealing with the owner. I mean, yeah, you deal with the owner or the or the organization that has you know places for rent that mm-hmm. use Airbnb. But in all the cases where I've used it, I've traveled with my Chinese friends, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who did the booking. I may have helped pick, but they're but they are the ones who are actually pressing the button and talking with the person. Okay. Now. When one of my Chinese friends came to the U.S., we traveled to Chicago. I used I did it in Chicago for obvious reasons. I'm from the U.S. I did it. Even though my friend can speak English and do it, he let me do it because it's just more con, more convenient and efficient. All right. And that's one difference is if if you're a Chinese person coming to the U.S. or Japanese and you know good English, no big deal. You can, you can make things work out. In China, it's not going to be as easy. One, because of language. But even of language, it's just... The environment. Hmm. It's just a little more difficult.
0: Besides coffee, the most important thing of a hotel stay, <laughs> in my in my point. I mean, the bed is also like number three there. But number two... I might put the bed first there, man. Uh, You're sleeping in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've slept in couches before, so I'm, I'm okay. But uh, number two, the Wi-Fi. How is the Wi-Fi sell? Like, like, do most hotels have oh, Wi-Fi? Oh, yes, most and...
1: hotels in China have Wi-Fi. Sometimes it's a little difficult to access it, but generally speaking, you'll can you you'll have Wi-Fi. I wouldn't worry
0: too much about it. Yeah, I mean, especially since you're going abroad, you know, like, uh, Wi-Fi is always, like, such a... Yeah, Wi-Fi is such an important thing because you're not paying your a- yeah. cell phone provider... Especially yeah. if you buy an international plan, those can be expensive. Expensive yeah. to hack, so like you know, that's where you leverage your Hangouts, Skypes, and whatnots. Yeah, that's the thing. You
1: know, take full advantage. You know, Skype, uh, WeChat, for example, is a good app in China. If you go to China, you will need WeChat, especially if you communicate with Chinese friends. Everything, and I mean everything, is done on WeChat
0: over there. You pay, you socialize, you. you pretty much, you, WeChat owns you. You own yeah. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> you could say that. Yes. Another thing that we should definitely
1: bring up is some positives and negatives of hotels in China, and what things you will encounter or possibly could encounter, and what things you should maybe avoid. The one thing about hotels in China is that I would say that there are, you have a lot of. It's very they're they're basically the same in many ways, but at the same time, as a foreigner there, you may be encountering things you would never encounter at a hotel in the United States. Like so? Like, for example, I don't want to get too too visceral to an extent, but the first time I was in China during my travel study, when I was still undergrad, as I mentioned, about the first week in, we got back from our daily daily trip we did for our, for our classes, going out and doing things, and when me and my roommate got back to our room, there were some cards on the floor by the door. And we were like, what are these? We picked them up and they were, were prostitutes or um. and well let's just say that if you're a foreigner in areas that in an area or in an area that there are not a lot of foreigners who are frequent there, you you will certainly draw attention. Or at least that was the situation when I was there. And I remember that first time we got them every every few days. Hmm. So it was kind of like after a point where we were like, oh, will we get any today? Um, and I remember one time we had one of our classes was at the hotel because our professors from the U.S. who were who brought us. We had a class in the hotel's conference room, and he, one morning he's like, he held up, did you guys get any of these cards? And we all just shook our heads. And he was like, don't you ever call that number or reach out to these people? And we were like, okay. And of course, no one did. But of course, I think he was just you know thinking, oh, you know. Just want to be safe. Make sure no one does anything.
0: Yeah, man. Like you, you don't you don't want to get into like a situation in which you know you don't know what the other person this phone is going to be doing. Exactly, for. and that is very illegal. And if you get caught soliciting, you know, oh. soliciting sex,
1: you're going to be in big trouble. And as a foreigner, they'll def- well, well they'll deport you, man. De- well, they could deport you, or they could make it. They could use it as a potential. Oh, look what this foreigner's doing. That's not uncommon. I don't want to say anything bad, but it has happened. So don't do anything stupid and don't put yourself at any necessary risk. And it's not even so much for being, like, you know, getting robbed, mugged, or even extorted, which does happen, but it's not that common. It's more, I'd say, hygiene, safety, and just not getting yourself in a bad situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, above, above getting extorted and all that, you don't want anything Anything bad to happen to you, so it's best just to avoid it all, at all costs. Most definitely, and
1: and this did not happen to me at every hotel I was at, but it happened to many, and some hotels I never thought this would happen. It did happen, which really shocked me. Yeah. So that is really the only I think outlier I found that is really like different is that that it's that is something you will potentially be exposed to, especially if you're in areas where there's a lot of business people or business activities going on.
0: Those types of services tend to congregate around there because there's a lot of money there. Yeah. I had something very similar happen to me when I went to Vegas. It's not... It it wasn't in my hotel. Like, they weren't shoving stuff into the hotel. Yeah. But when you walk the street, uh, street, strip, uh, there's, I guess... Boosters like saying "Hey buddy, hey buddy," and they give you the card. So, like while you're done walking the strip, like you end up with a deck of cards. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it seems like those big populated areas still. Yeah, if you yeah. if you go to enough hotels, you could you could make yeah. a collection yourself. Of course, but that would say not
1: to not to be, not to have any disrespect or talk negatively. But that is just one thing that it has happened to me on numerous occasions, yeah. and. If you go to certain in certain places and certain types of hotels, that's going to be more, more, more common. Just be wary and don't call the number.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean,
1: if you want to show something very interesting to your friends when you come back, look at mm. look what I got. You could do that, but I wouldn't go any more than that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so those are so. Uh, what are some of the other pros and cons, to Generally speaking, there's not really any more pros and
1: cons besides what I've already discussed. Discussed yeah, and just, kind of explained it into a bit. This is really the big one outli- outlier, which I, which I've discussed. It's really one thing that's really unique, but that's not just China. That tends to be yeah, other countries in Asia to an extent. But I would say, other than that, I mean, there's really not too many more differences. It's going to be a different culture, different type of hospitality. But I think you will find that the hospitality will actually be more gracious to an mm. extent. They, they are very good about making you feel welcome. It's, it, it's ingrained in the culture. So I do think that, especially if you're in a more foreign-friendly hotels, you'll have a very positive experience, especially with the staff. They will do a lot for you. Huh. And even the ones that maybe they don't, you can't communicate as well, they will still do what they can. So the effort will be definitely there. Because I've been to hotels here, and the employees, yeah, they're okay, but they didn't really do much more than they had to, or they tried to avoid things. Not the case over there. If they do avoid, it's because they're scared. Oh, I don't know how to communicate. It's more not because they don't want to help you. They're just
0: not sure what to do. Yeah, and, and I actually thought that that was the main reason for, like, non-foreigner hotels. It's because uh, I keep hearing the, this being a theme, and it's like, uh, you know, people in Asia want to... They're, they're they're accustomed to a certain level of service that they want to provide their people. Somewhere. Most definitely. So, uh, to their customers and... And the fact that they can't provide that because they can't speak English well, it deters them. And it's better to just say, well, sorry, we can't serve you because we can't serve you for yes, like what we would our, our, our natural speaker, you know? Yeah, and this is a whole different conversation, but
1: in Chinese culture, confrontation and being in a tight spot are avoided at all costs. So that's part of the reason. They don't want to cause confusion, misunderstanding, or potential. Any altercations because that's something they will avoid at all costs, which is understandable. But it can also be kind of a downside too.
0: So, what have can you say is your craziest hotel story? Well, let's
1: see here. My craziest hotel story. Well, I'm certain I certainly have less than many people who've been to China more than I have, or been to, to more hotels than I have, but. I do have a couple crazy stories that I could mention, maybe maybe I shouldn't, but for the sake of for the sake of the podcast, I'll do it because there is one that I think is quite interesting, enlightening, and hilarious at the same time. So, rewinding back, the one hotel I told you that I went to the Silk Convention to yeah. the one that had a very very nice hotel and it had the menus and the service service book in English and Chinese. Okay, this is hotel that. I would never expect to have anything crazy, and to an extent, it didn't. No cards, nothing like that. So okay, that didn't happen. Okay, I think this hotel—it's very high end. I don't have to worry about that. So we had finished at this at the convention. We got back. I had taken a shower. I was settled in for the evening, watching some TV in Chinese, just not doing much. So I got curious, and I looked at the at the uh, at the service book, and I'm okay. And they had a massage service for $200 RMB for an hour. And that's like not even 30 bucks.
0: Mm. So I'm like, wow, that's a,
1: that's a steal. And I'm thinking, okay, now, I've, I've been warned that if you're in lower hotels or places, don't do that because you never know when might show up. But I'm like, all right, I have all this evidence stating this hotel is good.
0: Yeah.
1: So I call down, and they pick up. And this time they didn't talk in English. But I knew enough Chinese at the point to say, I want this massage service and they were like okay and they said we'll send the uh, we'll send someone up I'm like okay so about 10 15 minutes goes by knock on the door oh good the masseuse is here I open the door well, what do you think it was it was a dude
0: <laughs> no luckily not that bad <laughs> you just had to go there, yeah. <laughs> hey, you wanted me to go bad I huh? <laughs> Well, no,
1: no, it wasn't nearly that bad. But okay, It I'm was at, Kelly. <laughs> oh my lord, man. You're going too far with this. Let's get back to the topic again. Alright,
0: alright, what was it?
1: Alright, so I open the door and I'm expecting a masseuse in a uniform. It's a woman with nothing but a long shirt on. It. And I'm like, um, 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 I just remember pausing, like, processing, processing, processing. And I was like, oh, no, I I was like, and after about 10 seconds, it clicked. I know what this is. This is not good. This is no masseuse. So I tried to politely tell her my, in my broken Chinese at the time, oh, yeah, I don't want this, you know, I'm sorry. And she told me, I'm sorry, you booked the hour. I have to stay an hour. And I'm like, oh, Lord. So, what, so I had the most awkward one-hour massage where... I remember I had, I had to invite her in, so she was she started massaging me, and every literally minute she's asking, "You want something? You want something? You want to do this?" And I kept telling her, "No, no, 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 no." So I didn't really enjoy my massage because I was spending every <laughs> minute saying, "Telling her, no, thank you, no, I don't want that. You're really beautiful, but no, thank you, no, thank you," and she kept getting more confused, more confused, more confused, and she's like, "Yeah, the massage service is two hundred, but a thousand. You can do anything you want, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And I'm just like, "No, no, 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 no." And I remember at the end of the hour, I gave her like, here's the 200, thank you very much. And she just looks at me going like, she's like looking at me, why don't you want anything? Am I not pretty or something? And I'm like, and I'm trying to tell her, no, no, it's not you. I just, I don't do this kind of thing. You know, you're really sweet. I really like the massage, but I didn't want it. And she just left with the biggest look of confusion and like,
0: there's a foreigner here.
1: I, you know, I thought foreigners love, love this kind of stuff in their mind. This happens a lot, unfortunately and she just left with the biggest confused look on her face and i'm just kind of banging my head like okay what did i learn tonight you can't judge a book by its cover literally literally, <laughs> literally yes literally <laughs> but that was my craziest hotel story that i can that i can recollect See, i'm sure people have had many others as i said that were much crazier but that was an awkward but looking back looking back on it hilarious situation <laughs> I think you should
0: you should have made it more awkward. Oh. <laughs> my on, let's keep the podcast PG now. Let's All right, go. we're, we're gonna stay PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you would say that. You would say that knowing you. Uh, but that was that was the craziest yeah, story right. that I I had. But it's actually something that you could encounter. So my suggestion is be careful what what services you offer. So, or what, I'm sorry, be careful what services. You ask for, or you may may receive. Yeah. But it's not any negative thing or anything that's bad. It's just it's, it has to go back to culture and hospitality and service and pleasing the guest.
0: Yeah, and, and that might be a, a reason to like have a little bit more knowledge of the language. Or, or, in this case, yes. If I had not known,
1: even though my Chinese was much worse than than it is now, if I had not known what little Chinese I couldn't have explain anything to her and Correct. she'll have understood so that really is a big thing yeah. before you go learn some basic chinese i know it sounds very menacing or intimidating to start it but it's actually quite easy to learn spoken chinese if you're consistent
0: yeah and, and if anything if you're going to order a service right of any of any kind try to aim for ones that kind of like speak somewhat english so like at least like you can Bridge the or area. make sure you think you're Chinese. You're confident enough, confident yeah. enough in your Chinese. Yeah. Either you know Chinese or they speak English. But don't don't be put in a situation where you, you you're trying some Chinese and like you end up with some random stranger in front of your door. So. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Consequences. So, <laughs> yes, and yeah. I mean I learned yeah. that was an interesting thing, and, yeah. I, and I learned a lot from it. But at the same time, it just kind of goes to show. Just be prepared and you never know what might might yeah. be presented to you
0: yeah and it's a different culture right like here that's a big thing like a massage like mm-hmm. I've actually never seen that being actually yes I I have but only through this uh, app so like I went to a hotel in Virginia and I was very surprised because they did have an ad for a masseuse or a massage. Yeah cuz I I've been to hotels in the US I've never seen this. So so it, I was really freaked out when I saw this is like oh my. And but it was through this app that I kind of It's like a third party it wasn't through So
1: you're saying it wasn't the hotel itself it was yeah. it was a subsidiary or a third party that, Yeah
0: it's like a it's like meaning. a it's like a Uber Eats for massages like they they will come over and yeah, and that, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. That's the one thing in
1: China. Not every hotel has it, but a lot of them will. Yeah. Here, I've never I, been I, to I've one hotel seen... here that has had it in service in, through the hotel itself. Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, made... and if it, the, the thing is that even if it was like you're paying there, like easily like five hundred dollars for a massage man. Like a hotel here in the U.S. for a massage man, you're paying 500 easy. And that's
1: the one nice thing over there is if you actually
0: get, you know, legitimate
1: massage services, they're much cheaper over there. You can get massages for between $20 and $100 for an hour, two hours, depending on what you what you want and where you go. So, and they're and I find they're very good because they're, it's something that's very, something that, or that's something they're very good at because they've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. And Do they walk on your back? I've had that done, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, is that enjoyable? Like, it, I, it depends on, it depends. I mean, I mean, not to change subject, but a couple of the actual good spas I went to to get massages for like 300 RMB, which is like 45, 50 bucks, they were, they were 90 minutes long and very professional, very well done. And I will say that they worked me really,
0: really hard and it hurt so bad, but afterward I felt so good. Yeah, i I've, that's always the inter I've only had massages like twice ever in my life and I've always felt so uncomfortable in like they really dug in like yes. they, they, like I had a bruise eventually it's like man how is this supposed to be better for me and they also had the ones with the hot rocks where they put on the back oh yeah that
1: was really good too but I mean you it may be a bit excruciating especially if you're not very flexible or you don't stretch a lot because they really will stretch your your back, your arms, and your legs out, and it—I mean, it, it can hurt, and you're like, you're like, it can be almost unbearable. But it, it's like you'll be five seconds of pain, of extreme pain, then like ten seconds of oh, and afterward you feel quite good. I mean, you may be a bit sore, but you feel much more relaxed.
0: Man, all, all like all, all that's popping into my head is, uh, remember Rush Hour too. <laughs> <laughs> Carly! Heaven on earth massage balls! <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's not something that you're going to encounter. Well, I mean, I'm sure you could find something like that, but the average traveler will not have that kind of experience or have a Chinese friend take you to a place oh, like that,
0: unless you live there and have friends. Oh, Chris Talker, Jackie Jack, Jack Chan. Man, I heard that they're making a fourth movie. Really? Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm excited for that. Like Rush Hour 2, man, was such a Beautiful well, then friendly. we'll have to wait and see what they do. We need to do an international insights in China. That should be one of our goals. Over the Most events. definitely. And I'm sure we will do that when we plan a trip
1: to China. Or if one of us goes to China, we will do maybe a podcast where one of us is there
0: or one of us is back here. Or hopefully both of us can be over there. Hotels in China. Beware what you get. Don't order anything specifically. Keep your passports on you. And be adventurous, be open to new ideas,
1: but do your research and make sure you know what you're getting yourself into and just understand and make an effort to know what you're doing and how you want to go about it, what your limits are, what you're comfortable doing, what you're uncomfortable doing, but generally speaking, it won't be an issue as long as you have a a well-prepared trip, especially if you have a travel agent doing it, no problem then. But for the adventurous people who want to do it on their own, good luck to you. I know you can do it, and I'm sure you'll enjoy enjoy any any time you spend in China or other countries. But just take the time to prepare and be ready Be ready to experience a wide range of things. And don't be close-minded. Make sure you're open to almost anything. That's my suggestion to you from being there and doing a lot of this. So in conclusion, this is Hotels in China. This is not going to be true across the board or for every everyone, depending on what their purpose for going to China or other countries is. But this is taken from my personal experience of using hotels in China in various capacities. And I'm just being truthful and being honest with you what you could or what you may encounter or what your expectations are. I want to give, help you guys answer and address those expectations of how realistic or unrealistic they are. And again, this is simply from my experience and Herman's experience. And we wish you well and good luck with any preparations for hotels in China or anywhere else you may go.
0: See you guys next time. Uh, we'll be posting on another video uh, podcast soon. Uh, until then, matane. I until know. then, in Chinese, zaijian. Z, 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 like, like, see you later. See you soon. That's goodbye. Uh, what was it? Zaijian. 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 Matane. Adios. Goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>